back episode five flyover territory uh as always co-host dave hanging out here uh i'm your co- other co-host woody uh dave we're in uh three weeks to the day i from opening day i just got it pulled up too i was did the quick how many days until yes. march 28th 21 days <laughs> exactly three weeks uh, we have 10 to 15 maybe plus inches of snow bearing down on us in two days. I think it's, yeah, Saturday it's supposed to hit. Yeah, uh, Saturday into so. Sunday. <laughs> this is quite literally the calm before the storm, as yep. today was one of the more like enjoyable of the last yep. week. Yep, so as you were walking into my house, you, you said, where am I going to put all this snow? I, I have no idea. Like, <laughs> you, because you showed me the pictures like a couple weeks ago, and I was like, at that point, I was like, yeah, that's a problem. And now it's like, hasn't gotten less of a problem. Nope. No, and I have to dig a tunnel like through my big bank of snow so yeah. I can open up so I can start tossing snow elsewhere. Is that what that little like yeah. kind of like yeah, okay? I was wondering what, yeah, right there. That's that's like, so I'm prepared. I'll have to go back out and yeah. make that widen that out a little bit here in anticipation for <laughs> snow again. Those are it's it's insane because like for reference, I parked in the driveway, which is very like well organized yeah. and like nicely yeah. plowed and shoveled off, and I parked next to the snow drift, and it's taller than my car. <laughs> like it. <laughs> I was like, that's, there's no way. And then I just like, how do you do the thing where you have to like pull up next to it just to make sure? And you're like, no, it, it is like yep. easily visibly taller than my car. Well, let's, it, it's, and this is our baseball connection is, I wonder what target field looks like oh, right God. now. <laughs> What's the grounds crew thinking about, okay, we got 21 days until there's literally 310. It's going to be, yeah, it'll be 19 days until... Like they, they, from this 18 days, because yeah. Sunday is still going to be snowing. So you figure mm-hmm. 18 days until, so you have pretty much two weeks to get it ready. Cause then you got to do all those things to like get grass ready to play on. Yep. There's no way. I, I have a hard time believing it's better than a 50, 50 chance that we <laughs> don't delay this. Well, we got highs of 41 by the 13th in our extended forecast. It's not melting us. time though. Like, uh... no, we're, we're not pushing 40. More than twice on my what I found to be a very accurate AccuWeather app. So That's we'll fair. keep an eye on that. Uh, just just to let you know, Ryan, you're heading to opening day. I'll be there. You'll be there. A puffer vest presented yes. by your local Northland Ford dealers. Yes. First thirty thousand. You got adult, medium, and XL. That's it. The the, the trend has typically like, been like we we kind of say kind of like f off to the larges, yep, and that's yep. unfortunate. But um, you have to go really big or like convince yourself you're going to lose that 15 pounds that you said like two years ago you're yeah. going to lose. Um, but no, it's it's I'm ex- I'm excited because it's a 30,000 fan giveaway. Mm-hmm. Typically they're like 20, and mm-hmm. you're like I'm not getting it. It's like, yep. But this one we might have a shot at. Yeah, we might be able to it, convince some people to get there in time. And again, we'll we'll see if this game is played in the greater Minnesota context. <laughs> there might be a, a, a random email sent to Twins like promotions or promotions at twins.com. Of, hey, do I still get my puffer vest? Yep. Even if this game's played in July. <laughs> sure, come on by. <laughs> yeah, pick it up. We don't care. Like, uh, the other the other big target field news was. They are reducing prices for their, I think it's family values. Yes. Two sections. I forget which two sections. 
in that includes like a five dollar hot dog, and I can't remember what the exact breakdown of them are. Uh, but of course, somebody on Twitter went through and did a per ounce value <laughs> of the beer, and it's like ten to twenty cents cheaper for the new family value. You can get a Budweiser heavy or a Bud heavy for whatever the price is right now. But it's I just wish that we could have embraced Atlanta's approach, right? Where they yes. just said, hey, we're doing, everything's affordable and let's pack this thing every single time. Now, obviously the Twins don't have, you know, they're trying to get people on board for a new MLS soccer franchise, which will go on to win the MLS Cup. Oh, yes. We'll be there for that. We'll be there for Also probably field like two feet of snow. And, but. <laughs> in equally miserable conditions. <laughs> Their season started. It did. And they don't play a home game until April, right? April 13th. Yes. Well, so we're, we're staring down the barrel of another massive snowstorm, but baseball is happening several hundred thousand miles away down in Florida, and so far, so good. I would say so. the Twins Baseball Club. I would say so. Thoughts on how these first couple weeks have transpired? Anything jumping out to you? Uh, with the performance, we've got a couple talking points that I could get to for yeah. positives, yeah. and one big negative that I see that uh, is hobbling around with the foot uh, or a nice walking leg boot, boot. Yeah. walking boot. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's on spring training. Come so right there. Yeah, for sure. As uh, someone who just got out of a walking shoe, um, I, I got some thoughts on on, on, <laughs> on, on the, that part later on. But uh, for reference, we have not gotten through first round of cuts yet. No. That comes in a few days, I believe. Three so we, days, it sounds like. Or so, yeah. three cuts coming from yep. the great Lavelli Neal. Yes. So Hinted we're kind of still like throwing guys out there. Pitchers are still kind of watching really specifically how many pitches are thrown, how many innings are thrown. It's more pitches versus innings. But um, overall, I like kind of the mix we have here. I was kind of running some, uh, some quick stats earlier. And kind of the guys that are in the mix of – Realistically, have a sh- shot at the roster. There's a couple guys where I was like, oh, maybe. Like, Lamont Wade is playing really well. Mm-hmm. Um, or getting a lot of opportunities, I should say. And is not really, like, blowing it. Um, but you have other guys, too, there where uh, Lucas Duda, I think we just picked him up in kind of like a minor league tryout. Yep. Playing really well. So, it's good to see that it's not just, like, nine or ten guys. You're like, oh, man. Uh, there's, like, maybe a glimmer of hope that we might have some depth and some options kind of down the stretch here. Uh, other than that catcher, apparently, which yep. which could be some troubling stuff there. But uh, what are you uh, what are you thinking here? Well, it's in the, to that point exactly. So so far at bats, kind of just looking at that, who's gotten the most games? Who's gotten the most sees? Jake mm-hmm. Cave, it's Torres, and we got to check if I'm pronouncing that right because he seems to be uh, playing his way on to that utility spot. I think so. Uh, Adrianza, yep, and he are both putting up some some good numbers, and they are leading up in that leading category of at bats so far. So Correct. you've got. The names Jake Cave, Torres, Astadio, uh, Lucas Duda, Austin, Wade, Adrianza. And then you get further down into those those kind of for sure Rosario, yep. Garber, Scope, Rosales is been mashing the ball. And yes. he's he's a name that I, I hadn't heard of before this, but some people were saying, hey, this kid's got a great swing. And and it he's not on that bubble that we talked about earlier in yeah. these positions. And then you get down into the Buxtons, the Scopes, uh, in terms of their at-bats. But So with, with that in mind, it's it's just been checking in once in a while. And I made the mistake of getting the MLB app Ooh. so I can listen to games again. And they, okay. they do a barrage of updates on every scoring play. So uh-huh. you know, I'll have 20 updates on the Twins when I look at my phone, yeah. which is... 
it's obnoxious, but it, it gives me such uh, such joy here at the beginning of the season, especially when it's like Buxton three run home yeah. run. So my first thing that I I saw was Buxton was tearing the cover off the ball against oh, yeah. some double A, triple A, quadruple A dudes. Uh, he did strike out three times, over uh, three with three Ks on the fifth two days ago. So uh, I know the the Buxton doubters out there probably will jump onto that, but he is. Uh, had some very successful games early on, put up some good numbers. Spring training, I get it, but the guy's got three home runs already. The leading Twins spring training home run candidate from last year was Adrianza with three. Buxinardi has three as well. Just putting that out there in that field of these stats are meaningless. Yes. Yes. So it seems to be you know, they're giving those guys that they want to give the looks to lots of chances. The ball's flying around down there. Every single time I look at my phone, it's a home run by scope back to back. I think there was one game where Kepler had two home runs. You know, it, it's just I don't know how much we can read into those, or if there's much to read into them whatsoever. Yeah. But that's where it's at. Yeah, I think that the reading into it is always tricky to judge, and you're gonna you're gonna talk to one guy who's gonna say spring training stats don't matter, especially now. You're gonna talk to another guy where it's like, well, it depends. Like it can be things. I kind of lean towards like it does matter. For teams like the Twins, and for the reason of, yeah, you're playing against some double-A, triple-A pitchers and, and getting starters that are not throwing, they're coming in the third inning just to get some work done and working on pitches, and they're not trying to get you out. But a team like the Twins is always going to be a team that needs to show that they're progressing and getting better. Yeah. Like, yeah. we're never going to be able to sit there like the Red Sox or the Yankees or the Dodgers and be like, oh, it doesn't matter if our best pitcher of our franchise history has, like, a sore shoulder. Like, mm-hmm. we're fine. Like, we, yep. we're never going to be in that position. We're always going to need to have these guy, a bunch of guys on this team that need to show, hey, we can get better and better because we don't have those guys that are just good to start with. Yeah, positivity breeds positivity. Yes. So that, that's where, again, not reading too far into it, but it seems to be an overall positive experience and everything is is the new head coach making, Beldelli making those kind of adjustments, talking, getting some talking points in here and there and and just setting setting this kind of up. So from there, it offensively, the ball, like I said, jumping around. We've got those guys we thought would be on the periphery of the roster that are getting those at bats. Uh, we'll see what what eventually comes down because the kind of the one big negative is Sano's injury, which now casts uh, a hugely important role to Marwin Gonzalez. That's true, Gonzalez. Gonzalez. Yes. Gonzalez, who is listed as an outfielder right now. So that's always fun. So we've uh, outfielder playing third base, so I'm pretty pumped about that. The uh, all of five at bats so far has a, a solid zero average, but uh, which is different than Nelson Cruz's no average. <laughs> no at bats. <laughs> Cruz has one at bat or one. He has game. considered two plate appearances. He has oh. a walk and a hit by a pitch. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the the uh, perfect OBP. Yes, yes. Right the on base percentage is real nice. <laughs> the average and the OPS are just dashes. Um, but yeah, no, it's it, obviously he just got here, just signed. Uh, all reports are indicated he's going to fill in at third base to start yep. with. Yep. And kind of leading into the, the the big negative here too of what do we do in May if Marlon Gonzalez is batting three twelve with four home runs and. On base percentage is like 480 or you know like some mm-hmm. situation where it's like mm-hmm. oh he's just playing really well and then we got Sano and Cruz is batting 275 with six homers it's like yeah what do we do here it, it puts us in that tricky spot but this is where we go to Ronald Torres comes mm-hmm. in and he if he can play a little bit of third if Adrianza can play a little bit of third 
it's that that whole shift that we had talked yep. about before the Gonzalez. Yeah. I mean, Marlon's just getting tossed in there right away. Yeah, and it it it's nice that it fills in that spot, but definitely there's a gap now in that security blanket that was Marlon. Yeah, that is a little troubling. But with that, so if Snow, if he's not starting or not playing until May, and I have no idea if that means he misses all of April, or if he needs a time to all of April into May, or if he's ready by May. I'm, it's sounding like. April's gone, yep. and May first is is considered part of April. So it's kind of like a May, early May, first like maybe week of May, maybe. Mm-hmm. But like that's the earliest. Yep. Yeah. So and that that puts us at this position where all of a sudden on this roster there is room for Ostadio. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden his because he's been playing third quite a bit. It sounds like. I believe on on baseballreference.com he's listed at every position <laughs> but pitcher. <laughs> So he seems to be all of a sudden. This helps him a lot to be that third base option, yes, as well as covering all these other coveralls. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then does this also make a little bit of space for Tyler, for Austin, for Duda to be kind of like, hey, we need another bat here mm-hmm. to fill in and kind of platoon with Crone or to kind of just round us out a little bit. Yeah. So with Snow, I'm assuming, do he put, does he go on DL then? I mean. What what's I, I haven't read anything or I'm kind of wondering how this all filters down. Will he see any time in the spring or yeah. isn't this boot indefinitely? It's it's tricky to see because it's uh it for me like initially just based off of what it feels like is like a a, a thirty day DL situation, mm-hmm. but he's not going to be in any spring training. So then he's you're going to have to send him down to Arizona for extended spring training. Yep. So then you're looking at like and that's where that like that. April into May thing gets tricky where it's like he might be healthy enough to run the bases and, and, and swing a bat and field some ground balls, but that doesn't mean he's face pitching yet. He's a month behind. Yeah. So all it's of a sudden not more. So you rush him, which we've shown last year was probably not the right move. This is to me feeling like a June first. This is like a let's just slow this down. It's way too important that we get him to have a solid year batting this year. And not just get him back in the lineup, and that's why you go and pay Marlon Gonzalez twelve million dollars this year. Um, I think this almost does everything but guarantee a spot for Asadio on this team yeah. because he can play both on the plate. He's our best hitting catcher right now. On top of he can play third, he can play weirdly second base. He can <laughs> maybe take a corner outfield position for like the last three innings of a game. Yeah. Yeah. And it's but he but again it's kind of that, that flexibility. Um, and also kind of frees up maybe a Lucas Duda, who if he stays at, he's right now currently uh, has, I believe, the second most plate appearances mm-hmm. on, of anybody. Yep. He's batting 300, and he's his on base is 440. Uh, no home runs, which is fine. Five walks. Yep. Uh, and then it looks like has struck out eight times. Uh, so all of his swinging. outs might be like, swinging. yeah. Just, <laughs> swinging for his career. Just gun it. <laughs> um, and, you know, he, he had a nice little, like, season, I want to say maybe four or five years yeah. ago at the Mets. Yep. Kind of surprise some people, hit some hit some hit some dingers there. Uh, I don't we don't need a necessary home run hitter, but he's a lefty platoon situation at first. Yeah. Where when you have guys like Austin batting two eleven right now, uh, and you have you know you figure that uh, CJ Cron is probably going to get locked in the spot, and he's not doing terrible. He's two sixty seven, uh, two home runs himself. Uh, like we we got some we got a decent little little situation going on with that. Yeah, uh, where. I don't. It's probably going to be unless we can trade Jason Castro, right? That's kind of how I see it, which then leaves us with a Mitch Garver question. But mm-hmm. I think that you can kind of see, and this is what we hinted at before in previous previous pods, where Sano and Buxton too, but this one obviously more specifically about Sano, 
the trickle-down effect of what this means for, like, five guys when one guy yep. goes out yep. is, is so critical. And the other big thing, too, is this all but secures Jake Cave a spot on this roster, True. too. And just because that Marwin blanket in the outfield to be like, hey, you can play every single mm-hmm. outfield position, including center. Yeah. So now, if he's at third primarily, then you've taken that outfield position that's yep. that now we need Jake Cave yes. to provide that. We need Astadio to provide backup there. So it, it really, like you said, it, it it affects a lot of different areas because that super utility Marwin piece is now you're starting third baseman on paper. Yes. Barring anything crazy. Due to 30 home runs, couple seasons, once in 2014 and 2017. Okay. Um, so the Pops there, again, a little bit older now. He's but, 33, um, which isn't a big deal. So I guess all this amounts to is just there's a little bit more to watch coming into as we get closer to cuts. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens. Uh, <laughs> free-swinging Austin has struck out seven times, I think, <laughs> uh, with no walks. So a little plate discipline might be appreciated by you know, be nice. <laughs> Valdelli's crew right there. So that's that's kind of the offensive picture as we start to learn a little mm-hmm. bit more. It's it's just great to be able to pull up and see scope launch a home run over the outfield fence and the field oh, next door. It, uh, yeah. He was among the league leaders in home runs last spring training. <laughs> yes, did look that up. He had seven last or six last spring training. So it's just this idea that the Twins bring together five, six, seven, eight guys maybe that mm-hmm. can hit twenty plus home runs. Yeah, put them in a roster together. Let's hope this power surge kind of continues and it, it just. That from that standpoint, might be free swinging mm-hmm. again. We're preparing for that, but we're in a weird situation where we might see the single season team total home run record be set for the Twins. Um, we've had a couple years where you, you felt like you had some guys, and there probably some super weird year with like Harmon Kilbrew where he hit like forty five, mm-hmm. and two other dudes hit like thirty three, and like yep. we're just not even aware of it. But... Well, there's those those Bernanski, Gaetti, those oh, yeah. teams. The, that was a that was a solid like power packed center yeah. of the lineup. But this is like top to bottom with pop. Yeah, you look at like real high sides. So I'm obviously being really optimistic here, but realistically optimistic. Rosario's probably like a twenty plus guy this year. Like show his power, he could. Polanco, you figure can get to ten. Kepler could probably get to twenty. Cruz could get to thirty-five plus. Scope could we'll get to twenty plus. <laughs> yeah, he needs to get to thirty-five plus. But maybe that Buxton twenty-five plus. Crone, if he plays all year, yeah, twenty-five plus. Um, and then you know Marwin, not so much. Asadio kind of depends. Uh, Castro has a home run this spring training. That might be the only thing, only home run hits in the calendar year of 2019. But I do yeah. appreciate that Castro is just like keeping it very much aligned. Of just, I'm just going to bat 222. That's just what yep. I do. Yep, and provide that yeah. stability back there. So we're, we're again, if, if that if that one through nine with with Polanco showing pop and continue to have that Buxton continue at some kind of torrid pace. Mm-hmm. That's one through eight with yeah. solid power. Now power doesn't translate into Power in itself is true. not everything you need. You need these guys on base. Very true. To be able to build off of these things, and this is a very free swinging team with Sano, Buxton, and I, I think Crone has been guilty of that a little bit too. Yeah. So we'll see. But it's nice to see us going it's a different look in the, exactly where it's like I'm not expecting us to, to throw out a lineup that looks like the big clubs, but it's nice to every once in a while get a new like like fresh look at like how we want to approach this of. Yeah, we're gonna have a little more free swinging. I think back in the day we used to like lean more towards towards 
we want guys that are going to bat in the high 200s and get on base and stuff. But now it's kind of like we'll sacrifice maybe 20, 30 points on everyone's average mm-hmm. if it means we get a couple more home runs each week. Yeah. You know, I, I kind of like that. If you're wondering, in 1963, hey. the Minnesota Twins put up 225 home runs. There we go. In 64, 221. And in 2017, 206 home runs. So the marker is 225. Okay. I think we keep an eye on that and see how that's, we do it. That, that's reachable. That seems attainable. That seems and reachable. And that's, that's a team that has Killebrew uh, hitting 45, Jamie Hall 33, Bob Allison 35, Rich Rollins 16, and 26 from that great catcher Earl Batty, and 17 from a dude named Don Mincher, Mincher. on the bench. Find his rookie card. That's worth something. <laughs> so let's let's I, I put a placard down there that's saying this team can pass can easily surpass 200 home runs Check. and maybe challenge for that uh, all-time Twins leader. And we'll see if that translates into success. I would say uh, I've I've yet to bring a sign to any sporting event game that's on live TV. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe maybe this Mar- March 28th is we 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 break into that that uh, the signage and it's sort of like. Road to 226 sign. <laughs> and just like have like one of those countdown things and like the little like things you can move. That's that's a uh, that sounds like season tickets sitting above yeah. on the left field fence. Like, yeah, oh, I don't know. Would you want, by the way, where would you want your season tickets? Okay, here, I, I, I go back and forth on this. Is if I'm going all 81 games, yeah, I, I think I want something where I'm, I'm gonna be spending a lot of money on beer. So, yep. like, it's I, I got to be price efficient, and I probably just want to be somewhere where it's like I'm going to get a lot of enjoyment out of this. So, yeah. that upper deck, cool. Good viewing angles, whatever. If it's like a 20 game package, my favorite spot is first baseline, like right past the first base. Mm-hmm. So, like, kind of like shallow mm-hmm. outfield, yep. right field. That's where I was going first, too, because you want to be able to. I feel like if you've got. If you got an eighty-one game pack or eighty-one game package, mm-hmm. you want something that you can pick up on the nuances every single time you're there because yes. you're going to be there sixty plus times, hopefully. Yeah. So you'd want, I'd think you'd want to be on the first base or third base line. Not that you can hear everything, but that mm-hmm. you you got that visual sight line. Now the money's going to you're going to pay for yeah. that. Yeah. But you'd want to be able to cue on certain things. Be like, oh. I can see this, or maybe it's better to have that that bird's eye view to be like, what is Buxton doing shading so far in on a 38-year-old Brian Dozier? Because this guy's a loser. Uh, I, I would agree, yeah. I'm back and forth. I'd, I'd take you up on the, the upper deck and then just make sure you're close to your favorite local Minnesota beer yes. vendor person or family value section. <laughs> I'm, I'm not opposed either to like... I think they're more expensive, but it's what uh, now we're getting to target field specifics here. But you got club <laughs> level, right? Yep. And then third baseline where it extends. Yeah. It's not club, but it's like two pretty decent sections of overhang. In that, in that far down. Yeah. 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 I, I've always wanted weirdly to sit in those seats of just like a weird, different like a view of like, does this feel like 200 section of the Metrodome where it's like, this was stupid? Or is it like a cool, different feeling of like, we're kind of more on top? Because I think it's like a decent overhang still, and it's a little bit farther out than the club section. So I think you can kind of like, Feel a little bit more on top of things. Okay, um, that might be something we might have to investigate in 2019. For we'll, we'll check with we'll, with uh, some of the other parties that yeah. are present here, quiet leading in the background. If we can spend <laughs> some money on season tickets, <laughs> it's, a it's, it's a small investment. Small investment. <laughs> but I, I also would love to be down that that first baseline because it's proximity to the what is it the ballpark corner? What's the what's the tap mm-hmm. line on that right right when you come into the gates? Mm-hmm. It's on the first baseline, yep. right by the follow pole. Yep. The plaza's there. Yep. Whatever that is. And they've always got really good taps, yes. and they have hams on tap. Oh, do they really? Now too. 
I'll have to check that out in a couple weeks here. Interesting. Yeah. I uh, I. So I do two, two things to watch for the yeah. season. First, you got to check to make sure yeah. Hams is on tap on that one. You need to reconfirm Second, that they yeah. The two twenty six sign. What did we say? Two twenty six or two twenty six will pass it. Two twenty five is the, the is the is the record. Two twenty six okay. will get us a new one. I I think we got it. I think so. I think so. I I, I mean I look at this team. It's got to <laughs> happen, right? And you figure like your bench is going to give you like thirty. Just random guys will just have a collection of like thirty. So really, we good to, for ten. We have to get to one ninety six from the starting nine. Yeah. That averages out to be what about like. 20, 21, 22-ish, her? <laughs> I wish at least five guys that, That's 20 our plus. marker yeah. on the table right there. <laughs> oh, so man. we feel the offense as we felt kind of positive yeah. about it. That's what that's what that overriding positivity has driven us for this entire kind of the five podcasts we've done so yes. far offensively. Pitching Oof. has been some signs of positivity. Yes. Pineda was lights out in his first spring training outing, impressed. Threw the ball well, got out of some jam. Yep. I, I don't know if he got out of jams, but just it was good to see him throwing, and he's yes. been healthy. Yes, that's huge if he's yeah. healthy. I believe the uh, the term would be he looks like a healthy pitcher right now, and that's like what you're expecting. That's all you want. It's like, hey, we'll work on some other stuff here throughout the next you know two three weeks, and realistically, probably during the season, we're not going to expect you to be a Cy Young candidate in April. And he's a healthy pitcher, and that's huge. Uh, they are going to be rolling with it. Sounds like a four man rotation for the first couple weeks because mm-hmm. it's that weird game on the 28th yep games on the 30th 31st and pulling up april to see what april looks like i think it's it's just it's second third another break fourth fifth seventh there's a lot of a lot of days yeah. off in between to give some rest so they want to go with a four-man rotation it sounds like, like this which leaves perez out but perez on those juiced up radars in hammond stadium mm-hmm. hit 97 less this week yes which is great to see if he's got some velocity and it's nice to have like a fifth arm ready to be launched into that i agree already kind of as we've said before eh, not so <laughs> sure about this starting rotation <laughs> uh, yeah i was i was running this through a little bit i think there's three guys guaranteed day one well opening week that first week of games barrios obviously is already named open day starter mm-hmm. gibson Odorizzi. Those big three for, big season yes. for Gibby. All three of those guys kind of locked into one, two, three. Four is Pineda. The only exception, like the only asterisk I put him in, I don't put him in that that group of three and make it four, is that he there's a chance to work on things and yeah. to not rush him back. And yeah. he's probably gonna be on some sort of pitch slash inning count this year. Maybe we just again extended spring training. You're going to be up though. We just want to take this slower yeah. and maybe work on some other things for a longer time. Because he didn't start throwing right away in spring training. That's kind of the the, the catch there. But okay. um, at the fifth spot, though, once we get to the meat of the schedule, Perez seems like it's going to be him. Um, we're throwing Cole Stewart a lot right now. And I don't know if that's to figure out. And this is one of those things of, is he in the mix of when a starter gets hurt, he's going to be our quote-unquote sixth starter? Mm-hmm. Or is this to figure out, hey, maybe we should start thinking about bullpen. He is like 25. Um Steven Gonzalez, it's just really waiting for Pineda to be gone after this year, I think. Which is unfortunate, because I think this is like the season for Gonzalez. They must have known something to bring Perez in, or it was just a great deal, and they know a, eventually we can move Perez to the bullpen. Yeah. Because he can kind of lefty 96-97 out of the pen. Probably out of the pen 98-99, realistically. Um, and then the other two that are kind of in the mix, but realistically not. Uh, Mejia or Mejia. Mm-hmm. Um and then Lewis Thorpe, they're throwing a lot right now. Okay. Um, 25-year-old Aussie guy. Okay. But I don't know. It, it, 
Yeah. It's tough to say, because it is early, but it feels like we're going to send Gonzalez, Stewart, Mejia, Thorpe down to AAA, and that's going to be <clears> kind of <throat> that start of the AAA there. Carrazzo will be up. We might keep, and here's the other thing, uh, Duffy and Chase DeYoung are kind of fighting, that kind of gets later on, but a sixth starter, and then we'll do this kind of like extended bullpen thing where our starters throw 95 pitches, and then we're just going to go to our nine bullpen arms, and like... We'll rotate those guys through. We got some days off, catch up. That's kind of what I'm kind of getting the drip, like the sense of, I don't, I, it, which I don't hate. I kind of like this approach. If if that's especially if that's an approach that better fits this collection yes. of of arms, yes. like whatever it needs to do to get to get our best chances to keep games close or mm-hmm. to keep us in games, like yeah. it doesn't matter. Yes. If if this if the brain trust behind this rotation and this this bullpen can get us through. Fine, yeah. fine, fine, fine. We, do, I don't. That's all. That's my. All that we need is to give us that best chance to be in a game. Yeah. But, because that's yeah. what that's who we have. Yeah. Keichel's not riding in anytime soon. Kimbrel is apparently being the name's been associated out there, but we're just we just need this to be somewhat effective, and we got this offense that we feel can keep us in games. Yeah, and I think. That's what the Twins are banking on right now. Oh, for sure. It definitely feels that way. I think the big thing in general with, like, this team, of uh, I think kind of back to maybe, like, the, what's it called? Was it 04-05 when we missed the playoffs, right? And then we had that run of, like, six in a row, I think. Or mm-hmm. I might, and I might have those, those years. So 05 we missed because that, or we, White Sox won in 05. Yes, so we did not. Unless we lost it all, in the Unless we card? lost in the one card. I think the wild card is like, wait, yeah, either way, where... It really feels like we're gonna have to be coming out of the gates, and like not fall behind. Yeah. The you know fall behind yeah. right right away. Like we're gonna need to be competitive, and we're gonna need to end April with a winning record and be in the mix, and kind of really take this wire to wire with the Indians. Mm-hmm. White Sox thankfully did not get Machado, so that they're kind of <laughs> no Machado. Their ace like star pitcher is. Tommy John got done for the year. Yep. And uh, Jose Abreu is seemingly more and more disinterested with playing <laughs> baseball in Chicago any longer. There's a lot of there's a lot of positives there. The Royals are the Royals. They're pretty garbage right now. And the Tigers are the Tigers, also pretty garbage. So it's kind of a two-horse race. But that doesn't give us too much of an out. I don't, that yeah. doesn't mean... I like the bit about we cannot... You need to put your best foot forward. Mm-hmm. There's not any... There's Because we're not playing against the, the Indians. We are playing against the other wild card contending second wild card contending teams if you're thinking Boston and New York are yep. which they should be back pretty, to what they thought they would pretty much walk last in. year. Yeah. And you assume out west where I think Seattle kind of got rid of all their guys. I think they're gonna try to do another rebuild, mm-hmm. which is insanely idiotic, but save that for a Mariners podcast. Which we've be, already alluded to yeah. I think twice now <laughs> that there's a great affinity yeah. for Seattle Mariners baseball. Yeah. And then you have Oakland who you assume is pretty much running it back. And they, they were really competitive last year. Now, are they going to be the wild card team again? I don't know about that. Are they going to be competitive and be like a 75-80 win club that's going to beat some teams they shouldn't? Definitely. So that's the other thing. The Angels, you assume, have they got the best player in baseball. Yep. Um, that, you, you just never know. It's one of those things of like, can he literally carry that team? Maybe. Um, and then, yeah, and then you have the Astros. So it's like, you there could be two wild card teams there. You're, There's you're a guarantee on the East. 90-win team. The Rays, the Tampa Bay Rays won ninety games last year. That's true. So again, the, the, oh, this man. idea that there's it's, there's not wiggle room. There's some bad teams. Yes. The Orioles are bad. Oh. They're be bad again. We haven't heard 
peep from the Blue Jays whatsoever. They yeah. will not be anywhere. It's just, again, we've got six, three teams that won less than 65 games in the Central. But yeah, like you mentioned, there's four teams in the West that can compete too that are pretty much in the mix regularly on this, this last three years. And the Twins are in the middle of that pack. So yeah. there's no, you have to get out, we have to win some games. A, a staff that can get us in those best positions is going to be huge. So if we can stay healthy, come out of spring training, keep some of this positivity rolling in this offense, hopefully clicking would be huge. Uh, yeah, that's kind of, that's that's a good summation of where feel we left off with, with the club so far. Nothing nothing too big outside of Sano, and at, we'll, we'll know more in two weeks' time. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the overall like positive like outlook on spring training thus far on March 7th is this is like right on track with everybody thinking this is going to be a good year. Yes. Like there's yeah. no – like we aren't like having to reach and say, well, you know – Buxton might be not really hitting the ball well, but you know who it is, is, is Adrian's is really killing it. Like, <laughs> it you know, like, we're not having to say those things. It's like, everybody's just kind of like progressing well. And it's kind of this weird, like, it's that step before you get to that place where you're like, things are going too good. Yes. Which is a great place to be. Like, no one's like worried about it. <laughs> we're also not like, over, not like overthinking it of like, huh, our starting nine guys are all batting 750 right now. What's going on? <laughs> You know, there's some, there's enough mix in so there. But. There's that dose of reality yes. of being like, Snow's in a walking boot still. <laughs> exactly. So our, but we got a plan in place yeah. <laughs> and we'll, we'll roll with it. Yeah. Our fourth pitcher is Pineda. Didn't he just not pitch an entire year last year? Yes, it's like, but. Yeah, it's like, there's still like enough of that stuff where it's like, hey, I, we're still, we're still yeah. working here. But and, it, and it's, it's encouraging because it seems like this, the organization has, has been mindful of these things mm-hmm. and had kind of a plan and that plan is now yes. in place. We are trending the right way. And I think that's a, a good sign. Uh, speaking of guys that are trending not the right way, uh, and guys that probably, uh, in, in breaking out, should be on this roster uh, as of like th- three weeks ago, is what I was thinking. We got Keiko Kimbrell yep. still hanging out. Yep. yep. Like, uh, I, I don't know. It, so the the one in this, I, you can't ever tell if it's, if it's just people wanting it to be the case, but Kimbrell would be you've said this before, would be the great fit to be like, all right, Kimbrel's available. He's willing to take that little bit of a cut. Yep. We'll lock him in for two years, three years, whatever he needs to go back down from what, what is he asking for five, six, whatever he's asking mm-hmm. for. You know, we'll get you a spot. And all of a sudden it's boom, like this bullpen just got twofold better. Yes. That's the fit. Keichel, again, there's reasons he's not signed mm-hmm. somewhere. Yes. And they're and they're a very real reason. I honestly am not that mad about the Keiko part. It's more when you have a Cy Young winner out there, it you just get kind of nervous this late when you're kind of a mid tier team. And this is how teams end up with a San Diego Padres get a Manny Machado. This is yeah. how uh, Phillies are probably a big big team, but they haven't like really played well the last half mm-hmm. decade. So that's where everyone's kind of worried about that. But that's how the Philadelphia Philadelphia Phillies end up with a. Jake Arrieta, Aaron Nola, top rotation, and then Bryce Harper coming in and saying, yeah. Mike Trout's coming 2021, just wait. Yeah. Um, there is that kind of like that feeling of it. This uh, is the Phillies team that was pushing hard for most of last year, and then yes. kind of just faded at the end. It was a it was competitive NL East, and they were kind of a fun team. But we'll get to Bryce and Machado. Yes, but. yes. Which had an interesting take on the on the, on the the Bryce part. But I look at the the, uh, the Dallas Keuchel part. He He's an 88-mile-an-hour starting pitcher who's 31 who has a little bit of injury concern and also effective like effectiveness concerns. 
that have been very visible the last two years. Uh, it, yes, it's a nice arm. He's a lefty. He does have some junk, but he gets hit. Mm-hmm. I think he led the league in hits either last year or the year before as yeah. a starting pitcher. Not great. And, and a team where I'd like to think our defense is good. I have no idea based on spring training if you can measure defense. I don't think you can. Um, I'm sure, sure somebody else performances. Are, yeah, where it's like there's not a ton of gold glovers out there. Um, but I, the Kimbrel thing, especially now where like we don't really know who our closer is. We have no proven closer. Yep. Yep. I, I, I think there, there's got to be a way. Unless, unless Kimbrel's team or management team is just saying we are just we are only looking for three-year deals. They have to be more than how much uh, the Yankees just paid for Zach Britton, and we're not talking anything else. If that's a hard-line thing, then, okay, you can't blame the Twins at all. That's yep. it. But if there's a one-year, $12 million deal with $3 million in incentives and like some sort of like agreement that, hey, if we're not in it, we'll ship you to a contender mm-hmm. for nothing. Mm-hmm. Especially three weeks before opening day. Yes. Which, we're three weeks from opening day, and yeah. Craig Crumble is not on a Major League Baseball Roster. Yes. I, last time I checked, he was the closer for the World Series champion just you, four months. You five are months correct, ago. and he has a track record that is impressive. So that would be the nice, easy fit. That seems just be like, yeah. all right, okay, another piece is in place that we don't have to worry oh, about as much. But it hasn't happened yet. Yes. We don't. I don't think it will happen. He'll end up sure. somewhere else. Maybe the Phillies can still a little bit of money to throw around. The Phillies, I... yeah, make a lot of sense to me, honestly. I, I, I actually think they have a decent closer. But the the issue I, mean, I have, think Yeah. Yeah. The issue I think with this is I now don't believe in a good way, in a healthy way, don't believe now Falvey and Levine when they come and say, We're no longer spending money. Nope. And then two days later sign a utility man for twenty one million dollars. Yep. Nope. So and we that's clearly great. That's we, great. Yes, we clearly have some flexibility. And on and there is no such thing as a bad one year deal, like at all. Especially and the relate the rate relievers at the deadline go, and even if you're just off holding money with Kimbrel, you're gonna find a team, especially a team that's like not like the think of like the Tampa Bay Rays sitting around at like maybe like a eight games above five hundred need bullpen help. They were willing to bump their closer to the setup man, and all of a sudden they're like, yeah, we'll give you this like C rated prospect. That was last year, right? Yeah, we did that with. With Rodney, yes. So exactly, I I think it's exactly there. So that that's that's what that's what I'd be watching for, and I love the point about that. This could be something that would, again, make sense, but mm-hmm. we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see exactly. And speaking of the Phillies, <laughs> and and all the the the, I was actually going to lead off with this. I had this great little stat in my head that turned out to be 100% not true, um, was that with really the always sunny Philadelphia. We'll save it for another day. Uh, but with the Phillies, with getting Bryce Harper, signing the, the 13-year, $330 million deal that is prorated out to where like later on in the deal when he's 37, 38, 39, he gets paid even less money. He takes more in the middle of it, mm-hmm. takes a little bit less up front with a big signing bonus. Massive $20 million signing bonus. Which is big. I don't know if the poll ads are willing to just write a check for <laughs> $20 million just straight up on one day. Um, that's a that's a, that's a real concern. But the initial reaction I had, and I, I'd love to hear your initial reaction, was this seems like a deal, Grant, not a Twins move, but didn't we just do this with Joe Maurer? And isn't Bryce Harper not like significantly better than Joe Maurer? 
I don't know. I that was my that was kind of my mass confusion when this when this got announced. It, it seemed like this deal, and I, I didn't look too much at Machado's, but here's here's what I had written down for Bryce. So three hundred thirty million, ten million this year. Yep. With with the signing bonus. Yes. Now signing bonus, I, I I would love to know how that fits into like your operating budget. I mean that's pretty much salary as well, right? Or is that is that something that you can keep sec, separate from that for luxury tap tax pur- purposes? That's a good question. Because that would be interesting. Because yeah. then you're kind of like, well, is there anything else we want to throw around? Because you pull up this team's list, and it's it's so the names that pop up, they've got Harper. It's an older McCutcheons. I love Rice Hoskins. Yes, I think he's a beast. Mikhail Franco is also their big beast of a third baseman. This is a team again that was contending last year. I'd love to keep an eye on them. I I I liked the Phillies last year until they fell fell off. Uh, so Harper. I, leave or take mm-hmm. but it seems to be a deal that sets them up to be successful in the future like you said it's it's that 26 million 2020 to 2028 yes each year and then 22 million for 29 to 31 so it seems to be that big long extended contract that gives you some degree of flexibility around yep. that no opt-out either nope and he, he that's his seemed to be a more of a team friendly deal yes he was very when you hear 330 which is a weird number because it doesn't really like, and now we know it. Do, it didn't evenly play out each year, but it doesn't really divide over thirteen anyways. Really conveniently, yeah. There clearly was a I want the biggest contract in sports history, and that's all I'm really after. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily care where I play. Uh, if we win, cool. I'll come out right away and say that's all I care about. But when you when like three thirty specifically is five million more, which is the most like easy round number over the previous record. Yeah. With John Carlos Stanton yep. at 13 years, 325. Yep. And it's still not the highest, uh, is it ABV or whatever they call it, the average. Um, he, this was clearly a, I want to be known as the highest of all time at one point. Mm-hmm. Which, that being said... Uh, <laughs> is that the guy you want on Yeah, team exactly. Team? It, and I, so I get that, that point too. I just think of it as another opportunity missed by a Minnesota sports franchise and that's more i guess my angle with it it's less twin specific um and granted we are now very much in the middle of the parisi suitor issue the assumption was we would have a stanley cup by now yeah. and that we would gladly pay 36 year old suitor and parisi yeah uh you know was it i think it's like 8.7 million dollars to basically be equivalent to third liners but yep. we claim that the first liners mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but we assume there'd be some prize here or at least even an appearance in a stanley cup final we never even sniffed it yeah um i think that's eighth right now that's true. <laughs> they did. They did just win five in a row um, at one point. I think they lost two in a row right after. But uh, it, I get that thought, and I get the end of the Joe Maurer thing. But this just really felt like those were always like a tie to Minnesota thing. I have a hard time believing if the Twins offered Bryce Harper thirteen years, three hundred and fifty million dollars, which would have changed some numbers around. Right? Again, still pretty approachable, um, or the same offer before the Phillies offered it. That we wouldn't be sitting here talking about how Bryce Harper, right Fits fielder, Minnesota you. Twins, yeah. and how now expectations are, whatever. It, I, I think that's just a little bit, I, and that's I think that's the we go back to the talk about how like this is what it means to be like a Minnesota sports fan mm-hmm. of like this was just that step outside of reality. But everybody kind of like when you buy a Powerball ticket and you realistically know you're not winning four hundred million dollars tonight, but you give yourself that like split second in the car ride home that like, but what if? I think Bryce Harper just being a free agent was that what if for the Twins of like, what if we were the ones that traded for Paul Pierce and Ray Allen? 
and had Ronda, Ronda on the team. <laughs> that, that might be like the part that everyone leaves out, but you know, like whatever. But like, you know, what if uh, we were the team that went at, uh, kept J- David Ortiz over Joe Mays and then found Kevin Euclid and signed Johnny? You know, all these like weird things that happen of like we're just on the other side usually, and there's just kind of that nice like little glimmer of hope. Yeah, and I, I think a lot of teams, all teams can can go back to like what if moments. Mm-hmm. Many of twenty five of the of the of major league baseball teams can go back to those what if moments. Most likely, yeah. And and that's that's the case where I have trouble with the whole Ortiz left and became this big deal. Like I'm sure that every single team has this dudes that left this is true. that became a big thing. The one thing is we might be snake bit by the Mauer thing, just being like hey, we're not doing that yeah. anymore until or else Buxton. Do you think Sonoma. the Mauer deal was a bad deal though? I don't think it is. I, I don't I, either. I don't. I mean, again, you would have loved to pay the money and then Morno. There's because it's just pieces that yeah. that could have lined up that almost lined up. There's too many things outside of just Joe Mauer that happened that made the Joe Mauer contract look a certain way. I think. Yeah, but and keep in mind this this is the greatest. He was the greatest catcher projection projected to be the greatest catcher of all time yeah. and, and played to that level yeah. for a for a solid little chunk there's zero right there. reason to think he was going an injury to, yeah. like some things are out of your control and you just you put the money down and you, you make that yes that at, at best educated guess maybe a gamble or you take take a flyer kind mm-hmm. of thing and, it, and i don't know if the twins organization now feel stung by that i also think the mauer thing was just it was going to happen there was too much of a hometown connection yes. that i don't know how well you can compare it to Machado being available, Harper being available. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So that's where I, I have I have qualms with that. Sure, we had the money and we could do something yeah. like that, but when you compare the Maurer contract and situation to the Harper Machado situation, it's purely a money comparison. It's purely a on paper uh, twenty two to twenty six million dollars per season for this kind of output and expect, expected output for a twenty six year old. It felt like we had the dollar amount to do that because we did that with Joe. Yeah. The connection to Minnesota, the drafted here, number one overall yeah. over Mark Pryor, the doesn't go to Florida State, the comes up, covers sports, all that that stuff, there is, there is zero connection. And I totally get it from that perspective of why you don't chase someone like that. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, and the hope would be maybe that this organization or this, these individuals would be able to willing to do that. I also think there's also a big part is like the organization didn't feel like that was the best move at this time. Like, I don't oh, know if, if you're sitting in that room being like, hey, we've got Buxton, Sano. We've got this kind of next year, next yep. phase. We can we can extend out. and We've got Kepler locked in. We've got Polanco locked in because we feel those are good role players mm-hmm. to build off of. So oh, I think there was already kind of a, we got our plan and these guys don't fit into our plan. Yes, we and would have to for change for better the plan. or for worse. Correct. You know, like we might. Hey, we we can we can skate by on being some guys sitting around a phone talking about Twins baseball. Might say, mm-hmm. hey, I think these guys are going to be competitive yeah. long enough for us to continue to sell tickets. If True. you want to take kind of a cynical point of it, because yeah. we're putting together an <laughs> offering that's still within our budget, within yep. all the things that we need to do. No, totally. I think there's there's a certain level of credit that should be given or assumed we or assumedly given to the front office where. They have to understand we are a small market team. We're not going to be able to charge three hundred dollars at seat for season tickets and like get away with that in most of our sections or whatever. Or we're not going to be able to get this ad revenue that New York media markets get or yeah. Boston or LA stuff. That if we change the plan and go with a Harper Machado dual signing of ten year three hundred million dollar <laughs> contracts, um, are we going to be in a position where our third is it thirty eight thousand or is it 40, what's the target field capacity? Oh, 38, right? 38, right? 30, 43 and 38 are the two numbers that stick out in my head. 
want to say it's 38 though, right? I think it was. Let's see here. We'll put up capacity. Yeah, there you go. For Target Field, comes in right 39,504 okay. seats. 39,500 <laughs> times X month. Like, are they? Are we going to even generate enough money to then? Because yeah. when you make a Harper move, Harper was the was the move after you make a move for Arietta, resign Nola, uh, have Hoskins, uh, have these guys already set. For us, Harper would be the first move, and then what are you going to do after that? Do you have money to do the after move? Otherwise, Harper on its own for 13 years, 330 is, look at Mike Trout. It's not probably realistically going to work. The one caveat, if I'm the Phillies, though, I consider uh, Trout's a New Jersey, Philly kind of guy. Hoskins, Hoskins or Haskins? Hoskins. Hoskins. Yes. Hoskins. Um, Hoskins is a young 24, 25 up-and-comer uh, I think they have another like third base shortstop guy. It, it's that third baseman, yep. the, uh, the Mikel Franco, yes, who hit twenty two bombs last year and twenty five. He and Hoskins are both twenty five. Yep. So you got a couple guys that are coming into their prime. I'm sure you have a pitching prospect or two in the farm system. Do you call up the Angels and say, "Hey, uh, we didn't tell Bryce to say those things. He just kind of said them." But it doesn't mean we don't disagree with them or, or disagree with them. Would you consider a package of Hoskins, uh, third base prospect, pitching prospect, cash considerations, draft pick, whatever you want? We'll start there, and we can just move on. We can just get the Trout thing over because we definitely want him, mm-hmm. and then we'll figure out the paying him a ten-year, four hundred million dollar contract in two years, and you don't have to, yeah. and you can start going on your new thing. If you want, we'll take Albert Pujols too. Like we don't really care. We know he doesn't do anything. He's just a kind of a lug. He got three thousand hits on in an Angels hat. No one's gonna care about hit number three thousand eighty four. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. you clear a bunch of money off your books, and you can just start over. And, and there's something to me where it's like, I if I'm the Phillies, that's all I'm trying to do because they they come out and say we're gonna spend stupid money this offseason. The Angels obviously hang up the phone instantly, but then you like, I think you could kind of keep chipping away at them. And all of a sudden, in July, really heat some talks up to then next year at this time, yeah. or like January, December, winter meeting time of, that's when you maybe send the package. But you kind of start kind of greasing those wheels now of, Trout will be entering his last year next year. Mm-hmm. So he has two years left on his current deal, which I think he re-signed like, like three years for like 100 million or something like that. It was kind of nuts. I don't know if it's 100 million. Um, but if, he's going to get a... To me, he's gonna he's the first four hundred million dollar athlete. Yeah, Angels aren't paying him that. There's no way we we as Twins fans have watched this constantly yeah. with Johan. Uh, we got a probably hometown discount with Maurer, um, but we just don't do it. It that's and also you have Harper, you have Trout. You just go sign a dude off the street to go play the other field, yeah. and then it's the coolest team, the coolest outfield in major league. And that's that's where so I, we're we're talking a lot about. Bryce, because I think Bryce, out of these two, out of these two signings, Bryce is the one that is makes the Phillies better team. Uh, both these guys make teams better, better, but mm-hmm. it's it's the Phillies seem to have this window that's now wide open. Oh yeah, and Machado on the other hand <laughs> just pulled up. I, I pulled up the 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 Philly or the excuse me the Padres team right now. It's fun. It's fun it's to funny. look at. And you're just kind of like. So they had a $3 million boost in tickets, thanks to Machado, per ESPN two days yes. ago. But, like, you're the Padres. <laughs> what, what do you – you guys won how many games last year? The Padres won – let's see here. I'm going to say 67. Padres won last year – Shot in the dark. 66 games. Okay. 
in this this is a team that player wise, Manny Machado, Eric Cosmere, Will Myers, yeah. Ian Kinsler yeah. still limping around playing second base, I, and I I'm not as familiar with the Padres as the hometown Minnesota Twins or anything else. Sure, but it, it's not a team that seemed to be going in any direction. And what is a 10-year, $30 million Manny Machado mm-hmm. deal do when other when people are sitting here talking about Trout going to the Phils because that's that's the stars are aligning for that. Yeah. It's just this Machado deal just kind of seems like, <laughs> good luck, Padres. <laughs> have fun with that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, get back to us in five years when he does have an opt-out. So out of those two big, stunning signings, Harper, at least for me, is the only one that matters. Oh, yeah. And it's just kind of like, great, Machado's not in a White Sox uniform. That's great that he's over That's the biggest thing. Yeah, yeah. at least. Great. Happy trails, buddy. <laughs> Enjoy your time at beautiful, beautiful San Diego. Is that Petco Park? Petco Park. Oh, man. It was probably cooler like when the Chargers were still there, and it was a little bit more relevant, and then you could kind of get away like, yeah, we're two hours south of L.A., but like <laughs> it's a little bit warmer down here. It's kind of cooler. There's a few more homeless people, but whatever. And now it's just kind of like, we're it. Yep. Uh, <laughs> you, you left kind of like, oh, God, holding the bag on this thing. <laughs> so oh, well, that's that's the big news in baseball. I think we covered those. We've got our twins out there. Uh, how we're feeling is we're positive. The other sneaky little bit is, too, maybe uh, angels-wise, is, again, it's competitive. Like, none of these teams are going anywhere. Yeah. The twins are all of a sudden a better team. You've got to compete with two competitive teams already in the West – and then there's the NL, the AL East. There's there's three. Yeah. And if Blue Jays ever get back to where they once were, there's four. Yeah. Like how are you? What are you gonna do with Trout? So. Exactly. It's kind. Of, it's one of those weird things of. I think the teams that you really see, rebound well from these situations, right? We just watched the New Orleans Pelicans pretty much just shit the bed with Anthony Davis. Yep. Like. There, there's and to not go off on a huge tangent on that. There, there's no way they're getting a good deal next year. Yeah, and maybe you say okay, but like we don't want this deal in general. But the teams that get out ahead of it and really kind of establish themselves, like you know what? Yes, could we have kept them for an extra year, whatever, two years, figured it out, tried to sign them? Yes, but could we have also maybe like taken control of the situation and establish and say? No, 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 we're the ones behind the wheel on this. We're controlling the story. We're controlling all this stuff. And you could have, I bet you could, in 24 hours, have, for Trout, three huge packages. Grant, that takes a team out of the West then, probably like boost another team, hopefully the East, um, or, the, or the NL, uh, East specifically the Phillies. But it's it's one of those things, of it's, it's, from a Twins perspective, watching kind of a little bit of what... What did, what do we do now in this mix of when we look at our guys and we're never going to be in that situation? Um, we did just resign Polanco for five years and we resigned Kepler for five. Rosario is next up, probably going to get something similar, maybe a little bit more money. Yeah, I probably he's probably in the five year fifty million dollar range, yeah. which is fair. Um, but kind of escaping is this going to be a team core? And that's kind of what I'm going to look at overall this year, and it's what I'm excited when yes. we talk about yes. training the right way. Yep. Is this a core that? I'm going to really feel like we do have a chance. And we do actually like have a chance to compete with these teams in the playoffs. And yeah, we're not going to be these big money guys, but like we're going to be sitting there and, and, and make a run at it. Or is this a team that's going to kind of have a failed core that we're going to start to like selling pieces off? In mm-hmm. which case, then maybe, same thing with the Trout thing, do we start to look at come this July, which I don't think so, but still kind of keeping an open mind to everything, do we start to look at what, what can we do creatively 
to kind of restructure it so that we can be competitive. And like again, who won the World Series in 2016? Yeah. Kansas City freaking Royals did. <laughs> and what what track did they do? They took a different yeah. approach to who they have in their bullpen. As far as I recall, they had a great team as yes. well, but it was a team that was a Kansas City Royals team. Yes. That was put together pieces that that lined up correctly and if you're if you get those right breaks and get that core group of guys that come through and have some just an approach baseball in a certain way or any and I think this extends out to a lot of baseball especially maybe not other major sporting leagues but baseball is if you get the right pieces things break the right way now the Red Sox have a lockdown staff and one of the greatest mm. pitching rotations of all time. But still, yeah. the, I mean, look at the players they have there are homegrown talent, yep. young talent, wins titles. Yeah. They bring in, and granted, that's the difference. They're going to be able to bring in a, a, I was about to call him Victor Martinez. Uh, yeah. But they're going to bring in <laughs> the other one. <laughs> they bring in guys where it's like uh, a David, I think of like, like David Price, Chris Sale, uh, both on deals where they were kind of in like, to avoid arbitration deals. Mm-hmm. So on cheaper stuff, which is a guy that I, I think I'm just going to try to mention him once an episode in like Madison Bumgarner, who now that they announced Come that, us. Oh God, I, it, you won't get me to buy season tickets quicker. I'm not guaranteeing <laughs> Minnesota twins organization. They'll buy season tickets, but you're not going to get me to buy season tickets quicker than if Madison Bumgarner is all of a sudden announced on sports center as a Minnesota twin. Uh, but they they kind of add these pieces and then they go and and add one or two more big guys. Our big guys are going to have to be thirty nine year old Nelson Cruz. Yep, that works though. Yep, we just can't count on him for five years. We we get a season, two seasons maybe. Uh, it that's kind of the next the next step of ca- repeating a Kansas City Royals. I think yeah. for us. Yep. So that that's my my bigger thing is like I'm very leery of those big deals unless mm-hmm. unless you're Harper in this case Machado's. I'm kind of like. I would not want to be the Padres no. right now. I would have massive anxiety about that. It'd be cool for this year. I think I would have. I would just literally intentionally put blinders on and be like, eh, I'm a 29 fan. I'm a 2019 <laughs> fan. Uh-huh. That's all I'm going to think about. This is cool. Talk to me next year and I'll, I'll give you a yep. better answer. Yep. But that that's, that's I think, what if you had anything else, I think that's a great place to wrap up. I think so. Positivity still yeah. rolling. Turn in the right way. Ryan, yes. you're out of your walking boots. Snow will yeah. be out of his in a month. Exactly. And we'll be in a great place. Yeah. He, uh, if Miguel, yeah. if you're listening, yeah. word of advice, uh, it gets boring. Just just <laughs> expect that. Um, crank out as much TV as you can and uh, try, to, try to avoid the naps. <laughs> naps naps are tricky. They trick you because you wake up and you think you all of a sudden are going to do something and you're just right back to where you started. So try to avoid it's a those. Cycle. It's so terrible. The one picture I've seen so far of Snow is he's like at the end of a bench eating some sunflower seeds with his boot and you're like, oh, coming into the season with his best shape. Oh, man. We'll see. Yeah. So everyone other than Miguel Snow, trending in the right direction. Miguel, oh, God. It, greatest greatest fear, fear is June 1st at bat and he's clearly 300 pounds. <laughs> He's that. He's the balance. He's that. Like things can't can't go too well. Yeah, we yeah, need exactly. To exactly. That out. So Miguel it. Snow, thank you for that. Appreciate Keeping it. us balanced. <laughs> On that note, we'll uh, we'll end it there. But uh, until next time, I'm. We'll definitely get one before opening day. Yeah. One more there, and then uh, depending on a few strings, maybe still being pulled, we might have opening day. Uh, Notes and news. On top, it, well, first of all, opening day has to happen first. Yes, but let's, let's just survive this weekend, and then we can report back in a couple weeks or so. Yeah. Awesome. Well. Dave, it's been, uh, I'm worried this has been Firewood Territory Episode 5. But, uh, right. Talk to you guys next time. <laughs>